0: Hey what's up everybody? It's your favorite electrician Doug here. welcome back to the modern electrician podcast. Happy to have you here. I uh, want to reach out real quick and just say to everybody who listens to this podcast consistently thank you. I appreciate your uh, your support. I had a couple people reach out this week and, and uh, give me some good positive feedback. I appreciate that um, you know I'm here to uh, to learn and to grow and hopefully you guys are getting an opportunity to do the same through the podcast. So I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, More great conversations to come. I got a really good one today. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, Sat down yesterday with my friend, Than, uh, out of Rochester, New York. Uh, He's an electrician and kind of a jack of all trades, does all kinds of uh, things. And and that was kind of the topic of our conversation. We talked about balance. Um, Than and I have been friends on the social media, uh, Instagram community of electricians for a couple years now. And um, we just kind of, you know, like with other people, check in with each other, how are, things, how are things going? What are you working on? Um, and just kind of offer that support. And um, one thing that we've noticed about each other is that we both have a multitude of interests. You know, we're both interested in doing a lot of different things. And it's always the topic of conversation. How do you balance that with your life? Um, and that's a really good one. I, mean, I, think, I think everybody struggles with that to some degree. And depending on who you subscribe to, balance is a good thing. Uh, Or not. It depends on what you're trying to do, I suppose. If you, you know, and we mentioned this in the podcast, but if you listen to somebody like David Goggins, uh, balance is not his thing. And he's made quite a name for himself being a somewhat unbalanced human being. Um, But for those of us who, uh, you know, our our goals are not to run ultra marathons, but to have successful careers and happy family lives, balance is a really important thing. And it's hard to obtain. I had a friend once tell me, "There's no such thing as balance, only balancing." And what he meant by that, I think, is that it's it's not balance is not a static endeavor. It doesn't stay still. All of the variables are constantly changing. Your mood, uh, your your diet, your exercise regimen, your uh, just mental state at the moment all factors into how well. You delegate the thoughts in your mind or organize the projects that you need to prioritize in order to you know, get the things done that you need to get done, but also be there for the people around you. Balance is tricky, um, and I love the topic of conversation because I'm always trying to put that in perspective. Uh, Josh and I at Lumen Brothers, we, we're always talking about balance. How do you balance it out? How do you set up a life for yourself where you're drawing boundaries to get the things done you want to get done, but still making time for, for love and for the people in your life who need you, because um, that's a good thing too. And it can—it's easy for those of us who um, just have a multitude of ambitions and passions to get lost in them. And uh, before you know it, you pull pull out of it, and you're like, "Oh shit! I haven't, I haven't made time for anybody other than me and this this passion." So. Uh, that was really our topic of conversation. Uh, we kind of go in and out on uh, talking about different things. Uh, but I think you guys are really going to like this episode. Than is great. Um, you can find him on Instagram at fantastical, um, And he's just a good dude. Uh, easy to talk to if you ever need somebody to reach out and bounce something off of. He's a, a great person in the uh, Instagram electrical community. So uh, that's about it. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. I hope you're liking the podcast. You got your rock and your Buffalo Bills hat. Is that what that is? yep still mourning the loss but yeah well had to to represent that's a tough loss man
1: yeah I keep justifying it by saying like it was one of the best games the NFL has ever seen and if you would have told me five years ago that the Bills would be one of those teams I would have been like you're out of your fucking mind so
0: (laughs) that's that's the kind of rationalization that comes from somebody who's been in an abusive relationship for a really long time (laughs) (laughs) Where you're like, oh, look, he really, it's yeah, look, it's if I was gonna be getting my ass kicked by somebody, at least it's this guy, because this guy's quality and he kicks ass real good. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Look, it's I feel you. Though. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I um I grew up a Bears fan and so you know Bears. That, you know, it's like it's never gonna happen. So and a lot of teams have that, but right now, you guys don't have that problem. The Bills are like you're it's a really good team, and so I think it's just it's just awesome that in the same damn division, or I guess not, not, I guess it's not the same. Um, I guess the conference, the same conference. Anyway, they have this rival in KC That's like, I mean, we're going to see year after year, those guys, if they yep. stay there, just duke it out. And that's awesome. If I'm being honest, I'm glad that it's
1: a different team than the Patriots at this point.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the really- bills are exciting to watch between your quarterback and, um, your defense. It's a it's a fun team yep. to watch for sure. Yep.
1: Absolutely. So.
0: Yeah. So are we gonna be drinking you wanna drink some bourbon today?
1: Oh, way it. ahead of me.
0: What do you what do you got?
1: So this is uh from a distilling company called Southern Tier. Um they're local, right out of New okay. York State. Cool. Um they're actually they're made in what does it say? Lake something. Lakewood. Okay. Lakewood, New York. Right on um it's one of the ones i like i mean i also yeah shout out makers mark i love makers mark i love
0: makers mark too for sure but yeah i got a couple i got a couple here too i got a this is the frederick uh distillery called 10th ward oh nice they make a smoked corn whiskey so they um or this is a smoked bourbon whiskey i think they have a smoked corn whiskey too anyway um and then a little bullet bourbon because uh it's just so good. It's like my, yeah. yeah. Bullets always on the, uh, in the cabinet. Yes. Are you a big whiskey oh, yeah. fan? You drink, when you I, drink, uh, do you typically drink whiskey?
1: So it depends on, I guess my overall goal, uh, for the night. <laughs> if, uh, it's a nightcap scenario, then, then bourbons usually might go to, um, right. But if it's going to be a long haul kind of thing, there's no way I can. Run urban, you know.
0: Yeah. What do you drink in? What do you drink when it's a? You know, it's going to be a long night and it's time to party, but you got to have longevity. What's your move?
1: Yingling, right on. Yingling for sure. Just okay. any kind of regular old beer, you know, yeah. like my fiance's super into the IPAs. Um, I'm not about them. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Just not. I'm, yeah, not an IPA fan.
1: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, regular old beer. Um, I'm a big fan of margaritas too. I love margaritas, but yeah, once again, one of those things you can't have too many of them.
0: Yeah. Tequila is that alcohol for me where it's like, um, if I had, if I had one night left and I knew, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was it, man, tequila is the person I'm partying with. Cause I've gotten, uh, I've definitely had, I've had some instances where, I got what, like when I, when I drink tequila, tequila is one of those alcohols that like when you're doing it at some point in the night, tequila kind of taps you on the shoulder and is like, Hey man, I got it from here. <laughs> <laughs> Check out. I got it, dude. <laughs> and you're like, okay, that sounds awesome. Tequila's got yes. this. And then the next and day you got to, yeah. We didn't have it. We did so, not
1: have it. <laughs> I had, so
0: I used to, when I was doing stand-up I would go to, uh, by the way, cheers. We should, uh, uh virtual clink. Clink. <laughs> mm. I'm drinking the smoked bourbon from, uh, 10th Ward and it's really, really tasty. It's almost like a scotch. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm. Real good. I usually
1: right. drink your, uh, your whiskey's meat on the rocks. I like, I
0: like, yeah, I like uh whiskey on the rocks. Just two, uh, two little rocks in there. There we go. How about you? I'm a neat guy, yeah. but mm-hmm. I'm like,
1: this is going to sound so douchey, but if I'm at the bar, I'll be like, put a little splash of water in there to
0: make it seem like I know what I'm talking about, but. <laughs> right, right. That's open it really up, they'll sense. say. Oh, you want to open it up a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> no idea what that means, but that's what that, y'all, it opens it up. I'm right on. Yeah, it really does, you know? Uh-huh. I was in a, years ago as a standup, I would go, um, there's a radio station in Baltimore here and they would do, they would do this spring. I think they still do a spring getaway. They call it the spring fling and they would travel. There were some years in a row where they would go to Dominican or they'd go to Cancun and they would take like an an entire assortment of Baltimoreans that are fans of the radio station would like descend upon Cancun. And uh, I went a couple years in a row and one year we were at this uh, resort. I think it was the Mexico year. And, uh, I mean, it was all inclusive, you know? And, uh, I had like, I think we were there for like five or six days. You know, if you're at an all-inclusive resort for five or six days, one of those days is going to go over the, the, over the top. Right. So I, (laughs) I'm like, it was a day where everybody was done broadcasting and there was like one, one guy was still under the tent broadcasting and, and the rest of us are at this like waterfall bar. And we start doing shots of tequila. And when you act like, you know what you're doing when you're shooting tequila, like when you pull up to a bar and you act like, you know, what's up, other people will like want to do shots with you. So other people start going, yeah, let's do shots." Yeah. And so, um, the long and short of it is I wake up. <laughs> and I am in a shower, um, with a, with some <laughs> towels under my head and uh, a big nod on my forehead. And, uh, I don't know, you know, don't know what happened. So I I wake up and I realize I'm in the program directors there. He's basically the boss is like babysitting me. Oh, great. Uh, And I'm like, man, I'm so sorry. I got to go. I'll go back to my room. I go down to my room. The carpet is soaking wet. So the whole carpet in the whole, the whole hotel room is saturated wet. My roommate's not there. I, so it's nighttime. I don't know where anybody's at. I don't know what happened. But I have to be up at 6am to go on the radio to do the morning show? And I don't know what, I don't know what, I just know I have, a there's like clues. I have like a wet carpet. I woke up in the program director's shower and I've got a knot <laughs> in my head. What happened? And uh, so I got up the next morning and I like sat on the edge of the bed before I walked to the tent. Cause I knew it was like, I'm about to go face the music on the air. To the yeah. Baltimore DC area, and that's exactly as soon as I like turned the corner by the uh, tent, somebody turned and was like, "There he is!" And everybody starts like slow <laughs> clapping. His- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like ended up oh. flooding flooding my hotel. It was a it was a you know like what okay, Motley sure. crew probably got into.
1: Yeah, at least it was wet with water. At least you found <laughs> that. <out. laughs> I peed
0: on uh, my whole <laughs> hotel. <laughs>
1: You had to uh you had to claim your territory.
0: This right. is my way. I think it, it was after that experience that I gained a more of a respect for tequila, where I was like, okay, I I I gotta watch you. I never yeah. get there with bourbon. You know what I mean? Bourbon, there's like okay, we'll call it a night. Yep. You know, tequila though, tequila's like, let's fucking go, Doug. You you're, know you're done when I say you're done. <laughs> that's right. With bourbon you're done when I say you're done. Tequila's the other way around. Yeah. Yep. So are you still, uh, first of all, as we get started, we're just talking about uh boozing it up here. Uh, as we get started, tell tell uh, everybody a little bit about who you are if you if you can. Oh,
1: I can. I'll um my name is Fan, which is short for Nathaniel. Um when I was younger, I have a sister that's 3 years older than I am. Um when I was a baby, she couldn't say Nathaniel.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: for whatever reason, instead of going Nate or Nathan, she just started calling me Than. Mm-hmm. It stuck. And now I'll be 33 in a couple of weeks and I'm still going by my baby nickname. Baby name. Yeah. Yep. That's um, cool. I worked in retail for eight, nine years selling skis and snowboards in the area. And that just kind of fizzled out. Um, I was at a point in my life where I really had no idea what I was going to do. Um, graduated high school, went to community college for a year, decided that wasn't really my path at that point in my life. Um, and just found electrical work. So now I work for a small non-union electrical company in the city of Rochester, New York. Cool. Um, been there for about five years and it's
0: been going really well. Cool. That's awesome so when uh when you and i chat it it's usually over n- not so much the electrical trade more so our side interests or you know because of when i watch you online you've got a multitude of you're always up to something you know yes. um i try and, uh, to uh stay what, busy what, stay busy and just or just a man of many interests right yes absolutely yeah. um and, and it's always hard to like find that balance between where your priorities lie when you have a multitude of interests
1: absolutely so i really do attribute how much um i pay attention to my hobbies if you will um and i think that mainly stems from a lesson that my father kind of taught me um growing up it was You don't necessarily have to chase your dream job now there are people in this world who find their dream job and everything's hunky-dory there right yeah Um, he said as long as the job that you have maintains your sanity and gives you enough time and money to do the things that you like to do outside of that then you're good and I've, i've really taken to that advice, um, taking it a step further by actually liking what I do, which, you know, not a lot of people can say, but
0: yeah. Well, I think that's really reasonable advice because it's, it's almost like looking at a, when you approach the idea of like, um, a partner getting married or something, right. It's like a lot of people have an idea, at least it seems, um, that there's some perfect person for you. Um, and the truth is it's messier than that. Um, you know, and it's, it's like that with everything. It's like, it's, if you, if you put this bar really high, you may never find the thing you're looking for because you're looking for something that might, might not exist, uh, might not be super reasonable when, like you're saying, when you pick things that provide you with those, those options, a little bit of freedom, a little, you know, the money you need, sometimes you do find within that flexibility, something that you're, that works better, or you know, like you said, you realize that the thing you're, you're into, you're, you're doing, you actually, you learn to like it. And that that's a, that's a skill too, right? Like learning, it can't, it can't all be the way you want it to be, you know? Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even people, I don't know any personally, but even people who have the American dream job, if you will, yeah. We'll still say that there are dark points in that job, whether it be, you know, a, being a millionaire or being a celebrity or yeah. some kind of philanthropist, you know, it, it's just there's always yeah. a given a take.
0: So, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's a misconception that, that anybody has a has a um, like an easy life. I think everybody. As their own demons and everybody's you know it doesn't matter where you're at i mean it does obviously it is in in drastic dire scenarios it totally matters for the for the large majority of us in america i feel like it's the the grass is always greener is a great statement because you could go do something else and realize man this is hard too um or mm-hmm. you know there are things about this i just i don't like and you've got to take the good with the bad that's part of growing up i guess right I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's just that real life is messy. It's not, you know, it's Absolutely. not all about you. It's, it's, it, it's not about like, even, especially like when you look at a relationship, it's just not all about you. So it's like, mm-hmm. you got to keep that in mind. It's like, well, I'd like this to be the case. And your partner's like, well, I, I don't want that. And so, you know, you've, as you grow, <laughs> as you grow, yeah. if you want to keep people in your life, you've got to learn to yeah, it's interesting, right? Make concessions always, or whatever.
1: I've always hung on to the quote, and this is going to be paraphrased, but it, it's something along the lines of like, a person is truly defined by how they react in their weakest moments. Yeah, right. Something yep. along those lines. So like, I, I always so. try to be in that glass half full mentality. It's like, yeah. well, you know, and uh, I think a, a good way to to relate to is uh i think it was louis ck yeah uh, as not talkable (laughs) about as he is now um he had a joke back in the day that was like everything's a double-edged sword right Mm -hmm. you know you could go to the grocery store but maybe there's a football game on at home that you'd rather see or uh could be getting married but maybe you know that might not be the best path for you but he eventually arrives at this point where he's like, even a single-edged sword is a double-edged sword. You know, one side's really sharp; the other side's kind of dull and doesn't really do anything.
0: <laughs> That's a good point, but it's a sword. No, it's a double-edged sword, no less. It's just a dull side. Mm-hmm. So I miss his. I miss his uh, public uh, availability.
1: Yes, absolutely. As a, as really a comic,
0: good. as a as a comedian, he just. I love the way that he approached and and continues with his work to approach uh, things that you don't want to admit about your psyche or things that you think that you don't want to admit to your, even to yourself that you think. And then he, he has this way of drawing those out and you're like, Oh my God, I have thought about that. That's crazy that he's even talking about it. Yep. Yeah, but okay, nonetheless,
1: the, the good, the bad, the double-edged sword, it, it definitely is a
0: balancing act of yeah, sort. It is. Wow. I think, I think life's a balancing act, and you have to you have to ask yourself like where, um, where you want to be on the spectrum, like, cause you if you if you follow people like um, there, there's a spectrum, and on one end of the spectrum you've got David Goggins, um, or anybody else who is in the most extreme per- version of what they do, right, mm-hmm. um, very very imbalanced. But if you listen to David Goggins talk about that, he talks about, you know, he admittedly talks about how you can't be great and be balanced. It takes everything, right? Like there, and so he's right. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's good or bad. It's like, like him or hate him. He's right. It's imbalanced. But in order to achieve these things, sometimes that takes place. So you have to define for yourself, what do you, what do you want? Do you want to have a family? Do you want to have you know, you find being single where, you know, where, where does that fall for you? Mm -hmm. And then the priorities kind of fall in line from there, but it's hard to, it's hard to say no to some stuff because there's so much stuff that is that like, you know, you only live one time. You're like, man, I want to, I want to do that too. I want to start a band. You know, I want to really get into rock climbing. I got to get into martial arts again. It's
1: just. Maybe try, maybe try methamphetamines once. Totally.
0: Yeah. I don't want to miss out on that. Maybe (laughs) when my retirement, I'll get into meth.
1: That's actually probably a good idea. You'd probably Dude. be a lot more content with, yeah. with your path
0: at that point. Dude, you know? I don't, I do not understand why retired people do not do more drugs is that's when you should be, you're, you're off work. you should be clocked yeah. out. Exactly. Plus, you know, you're already losing your teeth. So yeah, good just blame there. it on, blame it on the old age. Yeah. It's not oh, yeah. math, I swear. That's right. That's not, <laughs> yeah, it's. It's just hard, man. I feel like, um, it's like, I don't know how you, I don't know if you're this way when the winter time rule, the, the year is like two cycles for me. Summertime, the days are way long. It's light all day. I got no problem with summertime. I, I, I move pretty effortlessly through the summer. As soon as the days get short and it is cold, you know, the demons live inside. They're in the house. They're in the head. They're like, they're not outside in the summer. <laughs> they're in my house in the wintertime. And so like I gotta, I gotta step it up every winter. Like that's that's why studying for my master's exam makes sense right now. You know, anything that needs to happen is wintertime. Cause it it just it's a little more imbalanced in my amount of stuff that I take on, but mm-hmm. that helps my mind stay sane in the wintertime.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, congratulations, first off, on the Thanks, masters. Buddy. I'm sure you'll well, nail
0: it. So. I hope so. I mean, I haven't taken it yet. We'll see how I do. Yeah. And if you don't do it, you know, yeah. the first time
1: I'll, around, go again. Keep, yeah,
0: I'm I'm gonna be like Rocky Balboa with that test, man.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Hopefully uh <laughs> Rocky three, not
1: uh Yeah.
0: <laughs> it could be it could go in sequence. It could go in sequence. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I know that you are, um, a gardener in the mm. summer. Yep. It's so gotta take a little bit off your plate as far as getting stuff done in the winter. Cause you don't have yep. a garden full of plants to, uh, tend to,
0: but that keeps me, that's like part of what keeps me sane in the summertime is like, it's funny, you know, I think you got to you really got to know yourself and, um, I want to accomplish so much and I don't, it's, you know, sometimes I'll wrestle with why, right? Like why, you know, you can get into that and you can go to a therapist for a long time over why, like, well, why, why do I want to do so much? It's like, I don't care why anymore. I just know that if I was a dog breed, it would be like a Jack Russell or something or whatever is like, whatever's incessantly needs to do shit. And so that's where yeah. my, retriever. <laughs> <laughs> totally a golden retriever yeah yeah very people-oriented um and need to do something all the time you always need to chase a ball um
1: but that's good though
0: it is if you didn't have that then you'd probably smoking meth so maybe yeah maybe you might be right <laughs> and i feel like though just knowing that about yourself though like so so if you know that about yourself then then that's okay. I think that balance the where where your level of balance exists on that spectrum shifts, right? So if you're geared if you're higher geared to where you've got to be more productive or you're just the type of person who has all of these desires and pulls to like I don't know. I know I know plenty of people who are on the opposite side of that spectrum who are very content sitting down and and uh I just have never been that like that. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just not I don't I'm not like that.
1: I think that leads you know to the question of what actually is a hobby right mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you have so many classifications of what a hobby could be you know for some it's exactly that some people would consider sitting down and doing nothing a hobby yeah, i think sure. it's called meditation yeah uh, never really tried it but some so people you've never you never meditated you should
0: med- you should try it
1: yeah it's That's good. good like yeah, I would love to try it. But yeah. my whole I know exactly how it would start. And I'd just be like, am I doing it? I don't
0: think I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think there's a it. level of that. But uh, I, I think those are good. You'll you'll find those avenues because they'll present themselves to you. Because like when you're when you're pushing something hard, you you're, things break down your your like capacity to with like you you ever you, know, you can tell sometimes if you're doing too much because you're if you're normally a calm person you're not as calm you know i think i think things like meditation come into view when you're like okay this isn't working yeah you know maybe you're pushing too hard and it's like that's that's not it there's too much the um,
1: crazy thing and- about the human body is it it will let you know when it's too much It you will. Know? And-
0: yeah yeah you'll get sick if you go too hard your body will be like no man but you know i think it just comes with experience in in life to like just sometimes i just like i don't know i i know it's different for everybody and i'm not suggesting that other people need to do it the way i do i'm not suggesting the, the way i approach things is even healthy for me or has been in my past i've had to come through some hard knocks to get to the point where i feel like i'm 42 now and i feel like a pretty more balanced than i've ever been but in in my 20s are you fucking kidding me um okay. you know you heard that story earlier I, me and Tequila were out. We <laughs> <laughs> had, had no balance at that point. <laughs> yeah, man. Very little, very little. And um yeah, I think it comes it comes from hitting walls and being like, okay, well, that was too hard. I got absolutely pull back. And that's yeah.
1: part of getting older, you know. You gotta yeah. you find that sweet spot, right? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. For for me, it's funny because a lot of the hobbies that I have um err on the more juvenile side if you will okay Um, give me me some examples so i've always been a skateboarder and snowboarder
0: yeah
1: um as as many older people that i've seen do those things um your body does let you know when you're getting older (laughs) for (laughs) that sport right yeah for sure um because i was all about you know going out in the in the streets with my friends in the in the winter and you know going on handrails and and doing all the street snowboarding type stuff and the thought of it now my knees just immediately start hurting right yeah yeah yep um recently in the past 5 years i've picked up riding motocross okay with same thing i mean yeah. <laughs> your yep. your body will tell you like hey dude like take a break
0: <laughs> right what do you um, what do you do about that though because i feel like, like skateboarding alone and snowboarding alone. It's such a lifestyle. It's not even like, um, uh, not so much even a hobby as it is. Like, especially if you get into when you're young, my friends who are skateboarders growing up, that was, that was their lifestyle. And so as you age, it's like, what, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing to come across. Like, you know, if, if, if you stop skateboarding, what's that mean for who are you? Yeah. Well, it's so it's funny
1: because you, you mentioned that, like you get to a point, like, you really do at least for me you get to that point where you turn into the old man in the rocking chair oh, get yeah. off my lawn like yeah totally. <laughs> these kids who are far better than you ever were yeah and they're right right. going to get better yeah and you almost kind of you have to check yourself because you start to like resent them a little bit you're like right. you kidding me like how are yep. you doing that like you're lucky it wasn't that way when I was a that's kid. right that's right
0: the,
1: you got all this new technology that allows you to do that or or whatever and yep. you got to check yourself and be like this is the evolution of the sport it's good for the sport and right. uh yeah no it's it's definitely a lifestyle still I still yeah you can see it in my style um mm. I still love going yeah. um but yeah it It definitely, it changes just like any sort of fashion or, or work or anything. It will evolve over time and you will eventually be out of touch if you don't pay close enough attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that what I think what I've seen happen, what it maybe has happened to me is uh, you do, you do enter these like realms of uh, these cultures, right? And then the cultures all have a specific dress code. It's not spoken, but you get it. You dress like your peers. Um, And then when that, fades or ends or whatever you find yourself uh kind of an adult right or something and uh it's like even like how to dress changes you where you're like well what do I wear now like I've definitely been through a few iterations of that in my older uh 30s early 40s of like okay I in, in I like it better because as you get older I think your type of dress stems more from the I don't give a shit closet than everywhere I'm just like this is I just dicky dicky pants i just let that's what i work in i just gonna buy one kind of pants i that's fine for me you start to see you start to see like how old guys make clothing decisions based on efficiency like if i look at my dad's outfit my dad wears jeans and only jeans he will not wear other than jeans and then he wears like polos or t-shirts and that's it white nike sneakers of course because he's a, a white american man over the age of 55 and uh, <laughs> Monarch,
1: man. you got to have them, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's like, it's funny. What drives your, your clothing uh, style preferences when you're young is like culture and what drives it as you get older is like, I'm not paying for that shit. That's right. That's right. Dude,
1: <laughs> I've had, I've had those moments where you are yeah. shopping and you're like, Oh, that's a pretty cool shirt or something. And you're like, 40 yeah. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> You know how many black cotton t-shirts I could That's buy for $40 at Walmart? Who does this Patagonia think they are? Oh, <laughs> uh, But yeah, no, my father's the same exact way. I mean, he's, yeah. he retired a couple of years ago. Um, but he's got a set standard for what he's doing. So if he's working around the house, it's uh, like athletic, like jogger pants. They're not whooshy pants, but they're, you know. <laughs> poly cotton blend pants That's hilarious. and an oversized t-shirt that's got paint stains all over it or whatever that's great. Um, and then casual wear is some sort of dockers with a short sleeved button-up collared shirt there you and go. some sort of plaid print
0: <laughs> yeah my dad showed up to my wedding with uh his those same white sneakers cargo shorts and a red polo we busted out the cargos. He busted yeah. out the cargos just in case we had anything we needed to bring with us anywhere we're going. You know what I mean? You never know. Snack pockets, man. Snack the, pockets, the trail mix. Snacks. Yeah. <laughs> the wedding the wedding trail mix. He was in charge of uh, the wedding trail mix. So he wore the car- cargo shorts. Yeah.
1: So yeah. I'm in the middle of planning for uh, our wedding, which oh, is going to really? be in October.
0: You're getting
1: um, married this year. This year. Yep. Awesome, we man. got engaged got engaged in 2020 and then when we went to to book everything it yeah. was yeah you know everything that was supposed to be in 2020 got rescheduled to 2021 so we're like yeah. you know what let's just yeah. plan it for a couple years it gives us more time to plan
0: yeah
1: and uh, no that's what? that's one thing that my fiance christy is uh adamant about her wedding dress needs to have pockets for snacks
0: <laughs> that's a great idea i love
1: that concept i'm down with it because then i yeah. can just be like Fork over some trail
0: mix. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's cool, man. Congrats on the uh, engagement and the upcoming wedding. That's awesome. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, yeah, for sure. Been together
1: for eight years. So kind of nothing's really going to change other than it's written down
0: on a piece of paper yeah. and I have a wedding ring, you know? Yeah, so. man. Yeah. And you made it through COVID together. So I think you're all right. Twice. Twice. Yeah. No, I mean, I just mean this experience. Like, yeah, I saw, you know, oh. I saw this experience take, take a couple, uh, teams down for sure you know
1: yeah it's been crazy i mean even down to the local level like the restaurant that we usually would go to on a friday night closed yeah. down we had to find other alternatives and we still haven't found a spot that is like that other place and <clears throat> it's it's <clears throat> tough i really hope that america as a country can can bounce back yeah, from so, and everyone will be happy you know that's the main <clears> thing <throat> Seems like a lot of people are just so unhappy. I know, man.
0: I know. That's the sad part. It, yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's it's been a real sad. Uh, no matter where you stand, it's it's been. Uh, everybody's super stressed out. Everybody's exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're we're th- we're over it. I think. Um, whatever whatever that might mean, but you know, we're not. It's, we're not done. So it's like. Yeah. I don't know, man. Sometimes I feel okay about it. And then sometimes I'm like, man, we're about to experience some, I can't imagine it gets, I don't know. I don't want to curse it, but it's, it's rough. It's, it's challenging. It's, it's, we're so divided and it's uh nobody's really, I don't know. I can't mm-hmm. say nobody's, I think speaking in large terms like that's counterproductive, but yeah, I'd like to know. start the, the be nice
1: party where the only rule is just be nice.
0: Yeah. Do you follow super they nice? Believe club?
1: what you want to believe.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. And just focus on good stuff, man. Like try, I mean, look, it's, there's a lot of bad stuff and, um, and the truth about everything that's out there is really hard to kind of pin down. And, uh, so everybody's kind of confused and frustrated and, and I don't know, it's, it's too, it's too bizarre to really grapple with, but I feel like there's still really good stuff and there's still, you know, examples of people waking up even in the midst of challenge and, and, just trying to be good people during the day. And, and that's it, man. I don't know. I don't know what else to do. I think that's what's drawn me so much to
1: the electrical, even just the trades person community um, online is because everyone is just so supportive of one another. It's, you'll go, I mean, even locally. So if I were to go into my job, there's going to be ball busting. That's going to happen, you know, but I don't think that, Maybe, in a certain select case, uh you'll see it, but at least with my nine to five, if you will, well, my seven to three, um mm-hmm. you don't see the same thing that you see online where like you do some work and somebody's like, "Hell, yeah, that's sick." yeah, keep up the good work, you know, like right. i I got uh we'll call it a junior foreman position at my okay. job, um, so I'm running smaller jobs, I get a helper. Um, and it varies, you know, some days you'll get one person, but I've been trying, um, to remind myself to, to at least do something small and say like, Hey man, good job. Thanks for your help. Yep. Uh, because you see, you see it so much online, but you don't necessarily see it in person.
0: Well, easiest way to see it is to do it, sir. And you're doing it. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, sometimes it hits you. Sometimes you, you're in that position and you and it hits you like a ton of bricks where you're like, oh shit, that's on me. I'm the one who needs to, see like, you'll think like, oh man, I don't see people doing that, and you're like, oh well, because I'm not doing it either. I need to be the one that reaches out and says, hey, that's awesome. Keep keep up the good work. Um, I agree. The online communities is great.
1: Oh, it is. I've met so yeah. many just yeah. cool people. Man. Totally, me it's too. It's nice to to be supported. Um, I actually I want to apologize. Um, I was listening to your podcast with Matt with Foxtrot and uh, he, he had the WWE intro <laughs> and I'm sorry. I don't have that. The, the best that I can do is, uh, that's, a,
0: that's all I got. That'll work. Make, make the lights go crazy. I don't have a soundtrack. Dude, or... I, I love that. He had a, uh, intro song. Like when, you know, when you chime into zoom, the zoom meeting, there's like a second where everything gets set. It, his screen pops up and it's just an empty screen. It's just his his room, his space, but he's not in the screen. And the music's playing, and I was just like, "I love this guy. He's he's gonna like let he's gonna let the music play for a minute, let it warm up. It's it's so funny. He's awesome. Yep. Um, he's actually the reason I think why I
1: know as many people yeah. online as I do. <clears throat> Because of him, he yeah. he brought a lot of people together, and yeah, uh I, I don't know, he's just he's awesome. I, yeah. I, one of my dreams is to just do a an American World Tour one of these days and just work each day with like everyone. Exactly, that wouldn't
0: that be great? Wouldn't that be <laughs> like cool?
1: I have a couple of days of work with Foxtrot, a couple yeah. Days with Garrett.
0: That's right. A yep. Days yeah.
1: A days Ty the Spark out in Cleveland yep. side King like that would be so
0: cool. It would be, yeah. Josh and I talk about that too, like just getting in the getting in and going up to um, Massachusetts and working with uh, Figueroa and uh, the La Montaine team and EE Electrical. Yeah, totally, man. It's same. It's it would be yeah. great, but that's the it's world really we're cool. living in right now, right? It's like it, it the world. It's and that's it's, the social media thing is like um, in this community at least. I just there hasn't been a time where you could reach out to master electricians across the damn world and just be like, hey, what do you think about this? What are you you doing there? What is that product you're using? Like, holy shit. What a gateway to like information. It's amazing. Even down to like Mike Holt. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can literally
1: DM Mike Holt. Yeah, right. Ask him a question about code and he'll be, he won't tell you the answer, but he'll tell you how to get the answer, which is even better.
0: Yeah, it is even better. Teach a
1: man to fish kind of mentality with that. I agree, man.
0: Yeah, it's, um, you see a lot of like positive male figures on on here and and that's um I think the only reason it's worth noting is because it seems to me that even my idea or the public sentiment of the tradesperson is one that's the opposite of that where it's like it's real cutthroat and it's like hard you know guys being like fuck you i'm not giving you the answer you know or whatever the case may be but it it's been nothing but the opposite of that um especially online so it's good yeah, well. In in everyone else's defense that wasn't around
1: in their heyday, you know, 20 years ago, it just, you can tell, you can tell a difference between some of the foremen that you you run into that didn't have this kind of support growing up. And it was totally. a very dog eat dog mentality, like, totally. yep. you know, rub some yeah. dirt
0: in it and get back to work. Sure. Yeah. 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 I'm with you, man. It's, uh, and I, there's, look, I, there's a lot of that old school mentality that I really appreciate too, because there is a level of like. Yeah, sometimes you you know, you got to be. It, it's a the trades are funny because there is that level of like um, finesse that's necessary to be really good at your job, um, a deep understanding of what you're doing in this finesse, this artistry. But then there's this like rough and tumble, uh, muddy, dirty. You know, you got to be okay being disgusting and and in pain and bloody and um, I love it. It's great. Absolutely great combo. And they're, um, and they're the most fun people. When you're done with work, you, if if you if the question is who wants a beer, the answer is most everybody. And I like that about. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> my uh,
1: my helper just turned twenty one. Oh, like, awesome! A couple of days ago, and he's like, "So, what should I have for my first uh, my first legal drink?" Uh, and I was like, well, "What? What do you like to drink? You know, like I know you drink, but yeah. like what do you usually drink?" He's like, "I usually will drink like." twisted teas and i'm like okay like you're definitely just turning 21 mm-hmm. um but have a long island iced tea you know Have one. A- <laughs> he went and he told his his mom and dad he was like well you know fan said that i should have a, a long island iced tea for my first drink they were like what is he trying to kill
0: you yeah yeah that's right <laughs> take every liquor that exists and put it in a glass <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what you mean. Yep. Yeah, it really um, is. So, you've
1: had your company for two years. Over a, a year, two years, two years now, man. Two years. Um, have you noticed a big difference in in
0: how you balance your life at this point? Yeah, yeah. It's actually a good. That's a really good question. I um yeah. I think um the company is is a is a double edged sword because it's um. On the one hand, it it's um it scratches lots of itches. Like I, you know, I get to do um I get to kind of design things, right? Like me and me and Josh, we we like design, you know, we work with our design team on imagery. We get to like conceptualize what the culture is like. Um and that is I love that scratches the whole like your soul needs a thing itch. And mm-hmm. then there's this creative side where the podcast exists and this kind of thing and that's so it scratches a lot of itches and Sometimes the schedule is more overwhelming than I like. And then sometimes it's pretty damn flexible. And so like um the the main thing I would say that is has helped has changed in the balance that has made me feel a little more whole um is that I don't when I, when I have downtime or when I have uh say I wrap up a project, um, I do not have to go into an office, wait around to verify with another human being that I am allowed. I hate that shit. To go home, um, yeah. you know, I can I can immediately go do the other things that are necessary of me to make this company successful, like working on estimates, communicating with clients, answering emails, marketing, whatever it may be. Um, anyway, I like I like the um, I like that how all encompassing it can be. That makes me feel good. Um, so I I do get to fit a little bit of like the um, creative itches. In my life, that I need scratched into work. So that kind of helps with the balance a little bit. I kind of right. feel, yeah, I like get that all in one place, which is good. That is good. Yeah. It's, it's got to
1: take a lot of the stress off of the plate too. Like once you are in that leisure time, you know, you're like, okay, yeah. well, I don't necessarily need to scratch this itch right now because right. I scratched it
0: at yeah. work. Let's have whatever. some fun. Yeah. Let's have some fun. Let's pull out the guitar and whatever, you know. You play guitar? i do play guitar i know you play guitar too
1: yeah a little bit so my main instrument um has always been the drums but uh yeah picked up guitar uh because i wanted to emulate my sister who always played guitar cool um and
0: i don't know i played piano violin yeah 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 Yeah, same i I, love mute. Music, man. Like I, you know, I, I started playing the guitar two years ago and actually when I started doing stand-up, it was musical comedy. Like I would write songs. okay, And, um, that was kind of how I, my intro to stand up. Um, I was doing that in high school and, uh, hmm. and then, um, but, but the more musicians you hang out with, you'll hang out in scenarios where you're in a setting where there's a multitude of instruments, there's drums, there's bass, whatever. And then you really get, I, I got this opportunity to kind of like sitting on the drums do I know how to play drums of course not uh but I got rhythm and I can slowly figure it out and then you know you get into the like you just start to pick up other instruments and the theory from one translates to the next and before too long yeah. you're like yeah dabble in this dabble in that
1: yeah it's awesome I think that's the the main thing so I'll always tell people um at least actually with everything in my life I'm just good enough yeah to make- People who don't know how to play think that I'm amazing, but anyone who actually does play that instrument, like, yeah, he's all right.
0: That's that should be like underneath your like uh, if you have like a bandcamp page, that should be your description of your music.
1: <laughs> um, so, real question: <laughs> is, if uh, if you play guitar, you got to write a theme song for your podcast.
0: So great. I'm glad you mentioned that. So I reached out to um, in town here. I've got some friends who are like very uh, serious hip hop artists, lovers of hip. I love I grew up on hip hop. Uh, I love all kinds of music, but I mean, hip hop has a special, special place in my heart. And so my friends who are hip hop artists in town, I just like have a lot of respect for it and uh, I like their music. And so I just reached out this week to my friend, Ricole and was like, would you be open to crafting a, a track for the podcast so we're going to sit and talk um i'd like to have some sort of like i don't know be cool to have something that just kind of talks about the, the mastery concept and whatever working with your hands it'd be yeah sweet i can't wait i can't wait either i'm gonna hopefully uh, i think we're gonna meet up early february um and just kind of talk about it so i'm excited i the thing about the podcast man is it's like i'd love i i would love to have uh i'd love to put more into it um but it does require time. And so yeah. <laughs> it, it, it'll happen. It'll happen. Um, And I'm working toward it. I'm just at the moment, just being consistent with it. It's, it's about, can I get an episode up a week and just stay with that? Because um, I hope, I hope that it's like helpful. To, I hope people that listen to it, like, like find things in it that they find helpful because for me, it's just an open doorway to have Conversations with people that I think are cool. That's just me reaching out, being like, "Well, I want to talk to this person. I want to see what they think about this." Um,
1: well, it's cool because it, it shows that everyone is similar in one way or another. So, totally, like, man. I totally. To a couple of them, um and you just you feel like you're there. You feel like you're in the room. You're just shooting the shit. You know Deep what I mean? oh shit. It's cool. Yeah. It's, uh,
0: yeah thanks, man. We're, we're dialing well, it in. Was that? <laughs>
1: we're all human here.
0: We're all human here. That's a fact, man. Yeah. Yeah, and I I'm I'm really just kind of um I'm just fascinated with how uh, every, you know, I, in in getting how challenging um and understanding how challenging it can it can be to wake up every day of your life and put your clothes on with the mindset that this is going to be a good day. That's <laughs> I live every day like that, right? I like I want every day to be that day like where I wake up I'm like it, if it's on me it's going to be a good day. Cause it's, it is on me. And, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I just like, I guess that's how I want to go out. I want to keep, keep doing that till I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's, that's the move. What would you have your headstone say? Um, it's a really good. I'd have to think about that. Um, I, I don't know. That's a good one. Cause it would have to be, it would have to be something that says it real quick, but really sums it up. Um, yeah. I, I even I, honestly, just as simple as have fun <laughs> it would be, yep. have fun, have a good, have a good time. Like don't, it, it gets serious. Don't take it so seriously. Yep, You're gone that's, in no time and nobody's going to remember who you were. That's the thing that's
1: tough to remind yourself, man. You you yeah. got to be thankful that you woke up and like, I have my moments, man. Like yeah.
0: you'll wake up some days
1: and you'll be like, Ugh. yeah, for sure, man today's gonna suck but that's that's starting it off on the wrong foot so i think you're right in saying that you gotta take control of the day and be responsible for the day going well
0: yeah man i think so it's up to you i mean it's not it's not up to you what happens it is up to you how you respond to what happens though so um and i'm not saying i'm always good at it i you know i uh you know we're all we're all human here um oh yeah (laughs) but but uh, i think i just try to Continue to be more honest with myself as I get older and like, um, honest with my, um, my incapacity to do certain things or like, you know, my failings, things I don't do perfectly. It's like, all right, that's an opportunity. That's an opportunity. Okay. I can, I can get better at that. I can do that better. Let me, let me address it. Let me be honest with myself about it and, uh, and, uh, do better. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man.
1: Well, you got you know little ones too so it kind of goes back to what we were talking about a couple podcasts ago when you were saying you know like you're not necessarily teaching your kids in these moments but they're seeing you make those mistakes and how you deal with them is what is actually
0: teachable yeah and the habits you know the habits that you put in your life like everything's a habit everything's a habit and whether you know it or not you're you you made it and you didn't even know you made it yeah so the thing about kids is like it's important for them to see Good habits as much as you can. So that means that means being positive. That means exercising. That means eating right. It means like just be the example of like the person that you think they you'd want them to be, and that's a lot of responsibility on a person. That like you know, <laughs> it's
1: so, it's so yeah.
0: funny how like indirect it is too. Because like yeah.
1: you know, growing up, you have that stage where you're like twelve to sixteen, where you're like, leave me alone, dad. Like yeah, yeah, right. You know, and then yeah. here I am about to be 33 years old. And I'm like, realizing like, I took a lot of lessons from my father in work ethic and in yeah. dealing with situations and stuff like that. So it's cool how indirect it is, but you eventually it's like full circle. Well, I mean, and-
0: try, try as you may, try as you may. You are your parents. You know, you are, you're not, you're not them, but you are, you are a, a, an amalgamation of the two of them. And so we fight it our whole lives, where we're like, "Ah, fuck! I'm just like my mom," or "I can't, ah, man, I'm so much like my dad." But you know, you gotta look at the good things too, because you're so much like your parents in all the in all the good ways as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it, you find you find when you have kids too, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast too. It's like that you you uh, I think you quickly realize how hard you were on your parents and how your expectations of what they needed to be when you were a kid were askew because you were a kid, and it's not until you have the responsibility on your shoulders that you're like oh man this kid's gonna see me make tons of mistakes and they're gonna think i'm a total idiot and uh that's what i thought (laughs) of my dad and (laughs) and i was wrong he was just a dude just a dude trying to raise me as best he could you know yeah yeah so um that's life life, though
1: you know so you've got the kids those those are a hobby in and of themselves
0: kids are a hobby Um, right family (laughs) family's a lifestyle
1: yeah oh yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. um gardening
0: yeah got guitar guitar playing music are
1: you still doing the comedy writing and stuff too with the that people in uh what was it toronto you still yeah, doing so, that
0: so so ian has my friend ian is uh he just finished his master's degree and he's he was doing a he's like a mental health uh speaker he's a comedian but he also speaks on mental health um And so he's, since he got his master's degree, he's kind of taking a break. from that. we were talking this morning. Um, and he's gonna, he's, he's like deciding on what his next move is. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I try to stay, I have a couple, aside from the podcast, I have a couple, um, people that I keep in close contact with. I have a Sunday morning coffee meeting every week with a, a good friend of mine who, um, yeah, I just try to, I try to keep people around me that, um, I, I learn from, and I stay uh, accountable to, I like to have people who I like tell what I'm going to do so that I have to, uh, I don't yeah. give myself, <laughs> I'll give myself any outs. I know me. I'm like, I'm going to tell everybody. So everybody, at least if I don't do it, they'll be like, why didn't you do this? Like I know. Okay. I'll get on it. Um, yeah. So I try to keep those relationships alive too. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's a balancing act. I mean, um, mm-hmm. but you've got to, you know, you've got to prioritize the important ones. Like right now, everything is shifted to the master's, prep course and, and exam, because that's the next most important thing on the list. Um, that doesn't mean that I, I, you know, the business stops. I still am writing estimates and and working every day, but um, the other, the other things chill out and, and don't, don't take as, as much precedence, you know, you've got to be able to like allocate that focus when the time comes. Um, and so that's what I'm trying to try to be disciplined about it. It's hard though, right? It's hard to like make a shift and go, okay, starting this week, from here on out, I'm up at 5 a.m. and I'm studying and there's no question about it. And, you know,
1: yeah. weaning is very important. Yeah, right. Um, I had a conversation with a guy one time who basically he laid it out like this. He said, you're going to go through stages in your life where you have a goal and you accomplish that goal, but it's never going to be the end all be all. Once you accomplish that goal, you're going to set your sights higher. And as long as you keep doing that, you'll be in a good spot. So,
0: yeah, I think I agree with that. I totally agree with that. The trick is um, the tricks jumping. I don't, I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'm ready to pass the master's exam. If I were to take it a day, I would not be. And so my, my date is March 8th and I've got this prep course. So my, ideally I'll be ready by March 8th. Now, um, I didn't know that I would, I didn't, I didn't sign up for the test because I knew I was ready. I signed up for the test because I knew that if I did that, I'd have a deadline that I had to be ready for. And that was how, it's funny doing, doing the test prep for this court, for this, uh, for this test reminds me a lot of writing stand up because for standup you had, like, I would do the same thing. I, if I was going to record a special, I would set a date and then I had a deadline and then I I'm selling tickets. I better have a show ready. And so you, you have to cram and it's memorization based and it's every day, every day, repetition, repetition. And then you've got a timed event that's pass or fail, man. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of it, you know? Um, Absolutely. so yeah. What, what things aside from your work, like in your spare time, what's your main priority these days? What's like your main focus or hobby?
1: So main focus right now, um, other than working is planning for the wedding.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but aside from that i mean it's just it's balancing everything else so i don't know if you remember but probably i think it was actually right around the last time that we tried to record mm-hmm. um podcast i was yeah. uh i was launching Heidebars.
0: i do remember bar. oh yeah
1: um covid really slapped me in the fucking face with that one
0: <laughs> really <laughs> like, yeah
1: as soon as i launched right yeah material prices just went they did <laughs> Yeah. through the roof and it's like yeah. I had this pricing structure already all set out and I had to make the the decision to like put it on hold basically yeah um it's a good idea but at the end of the day I would have either had to shrink my margins in order to keep you know going with it mm-hmm. um or increase my prices and like I didn't really wanna do either of those things you know I yeah. I put so much thought into like okay like this is how much it costs to make. Yeah. This is how much time it takes to make. This is a good price for me to sell them at because my woodworking skills are not anywhere near mastery by okay. any means. The concept itself I thought was a cool idea. And yeah. that's what would get people to to hang on to it. Right. Um but at this point, I really it's funny growing up um the the hobbies, the balance, whatever were skateboarding, snowboarding, playing music yeah um still skateboarding when i can when Mm. my ankles will allow it um still snowboarding when the weather allows it yeah um playing music as much as i can um but now it's it's because of i feel that because of being in the trades now i've had a lot of confidence to do other things so christy my fiance has um a cabin uh it's about 45 minutes away from from where we live all right Uh, it's Sits on 40 acres of wooded land. Wow. And it used to be her father's hunting cabin before he passed away.
0: Um,
1: So the inside of it was like a typical hunting cabin, you know, bare walls. Yeah. Shit everywhere.
0: (laughs) Wow. So 40
1: acres? 40 acres. Yep. So I took it upon myself for, for her, her brother um and myself to renovate it so that when the weather has been nice has yeah. been like the project right okay like, all right um so that's still going that's f- scratched a lot of itches for me as far for as sure. like oh i can do this because i like redid a lot of the electrical i put new fixtures in and cool um i put up uh pine tongue and groove on the walls nice. i put down the floor i did tile work behind the wood burning stuff like Awesome. so many things that if you would have told me you know five ten years ago like hey you're going to be trying this stuff," like, you're out of your mind like <laughs> any idea what i'm doing
0: i might have lost you there at that little that little uh clip you were saying you were doing so many things that like what like five years ago you didn't think you would be doing no yeah
1: i would have thought you were absolutely crazy because I yeah was... right when I went into my interview to to be an electrician, they asked what my previous experience was with electrical work and I looked them square in the face, serious as could be and said, "I've wired up a thermostat
0: before." Yeah. <laughs> like, You're hired. <laughs> That's right. They're like, "Jump in a truck. We got a couple of service calls. We need you on this morning." <laughs> yeah.
1: Um so like I had no idea how to work with my hands really. Sure. Yeah. Um so it's been nice. You get that confidence from working in the trades and you're like, you know, I've seen these guys lay tile before. Like, yeah, let's give it a shot. I mean, granted yeah. the work that I did is not it, to the untrained eye of someone who's not a <laughs> tile layer. They would think <laughs> I'm great. <at>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, I agree. I think, um, and I think knowing your limitations in, in that realm is good too, but like, it does give you the confidence to be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I can do that. Taking. I think, I think when you first start working with your hands and and working in the trades that the real trick is uh, breaking things, taking them apart. If you, if you weren't that kind of person growing up where you took things apart and put them back together, that could be somewhat unnerving because if you've never done that and somebody's like, well, cut into that wall, you're like, cut, like cut in the, into the wall, you know, like (laughs) 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 Like, cut a hole. Like what are we going to do then? You know, so it, it does take a, a change because I, yeah, I'd say, man, I, I spent my entire life not being a handy person. You know what I mean? It wasn't, um I didn't come to the trades because I had some uh handiness skill that I was like, well, I clearly need to be doing this. Um I came to the trades because it, after a long time of doing my own thing, I saw this as an opportunity for autonomy. I saw like man, if I could learn these skills, like if I could, if I could get a, if I could learn a trade and and take the time to get to the master space of a trade, whatever the trade was I kind of can call my own shots or I could really move anywhere or like could take those skills with me. That really appealed to me. Like largely I was like, man, that's, and then the electric, I don't know, electricity just, I'd never want to be a carpenter or a plumber. I didn't even like doing woodwork. Honestly, I like, uh, it's cumbersome and you got to build a jig for everything. My, my father-in-law and my <laughs> brothers-in-law are carpenters and I'm glad they are. Cause I don't want to be like, every time he's working on something, he's like, well, I had to make this cut. So in order to make this cut, I had to take three other pieces of wood. I had to make a jig that fit those. I was like, yeah, why did stop? You already lost me. That's absurd. <laughs> That's an absurd amount of work to make one cut. Um, yep. but that, you know, Hey, good carpenters, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I admire, admire
1: it. it. Yep. Because it is that's one of those things that I like to do in my spare time. You know, like I've been thinking right now, obviously. So Rochester, New York is western New York. It's about an hour northeast of Buffalo. All right. Um, it's right on Lake Ontario. I'm about Adirondack's area. What's that? Is that like Adirondack's area? So Adirondack's is more east. Okay. Um, probably like two and a half hours to the closest Adirondack Mountain. Roger. Um But no, I'm close to like uh, Niagara Falls. So like Niagara Falls is probably like an hour drive if I wanted to to go um, see the the falls. But uh, right now it's so cold. And that's, uh, believe it or not, Rochester, New York has held the record for um, average snowfall per year in the whole United States. Interesting. Yep. Um, So right now is out of the question. Yeah. I, I don't have a good space for it. My garage is filled with three dirt bikes, a bunch of tools, my patio furniture, like there's right. no room. Right. Um, but now's the time to plan, you know, now's the time to think of like, Oh, okay. These are projects that I would like to do once the weather,
0: you know, holds up a little bit. Right. Where but, do you see, where do you see yourself going in the electrical trade? So it's funny.
1: Um, the, the company that I work for is very small. Um, they probably got 10 people out in the field. Um, but it's been a nice stepping stone. Um, I can say with confidence that the owner of my company will not hear this podcast. Uh, (laughs) And as much as I'd like to show loyalty to him and stay there for the long haul, um, I, I really would like to, to branch out and get into more of a specialty um, electrical field, whether it be, you know, like crane technician or Mm -hmm. something that's more niche,
0: right? Yeah. Um, cause stuff like that interests me a lot. Um, what would you think would be, what would be the thing that would stick out to you as what you might want to do? I mean, even something as, as taking
1: the basic electrical concepts and applying them to unique situations. Okay, would be like, cool and okay. that's an opportunity that when it comes along i think it's going to present itself instead of me trying to search for it right. if that makes sense sure um yeah but even something as simple as like doing um industrial electrical work would be really cool yeah uh, yeah but right now it's just kind of resume building you know so i started off literally as green as you could get um, with this particular company. And within five years, I'm running 5,000, 10,000 square foot jobs. So, like, awesome. that's good. Yeah. Um, I've got a year of that under my belt now. Good. I'd like to stay with this company for another couple of years just so I can show longevity on my resume. So, a company's mm-hmm. not like, well, looks like you were only here for a year. What's up with that? <laughs>
0: sure. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, but no, it, it's, that's one thing that I can say is good about the labor shortage is that it creates a demand for yeah. people like me where yeah, companies are looking for guys who are willing to, to do work for
0: not the pay that some of the other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. For, you know, do you, so, we in, in New York, what's the licensing uh, process like up there for, as an electrician?
1: So I can only speak to Rochester as a municipality because I know New York city is completely different. Okay. Um, New York City is it. It's funny because like anyone who I've really talked, to, I shouldn't say anyone, but a lot of people when I say that I'm from New York, mm-hmm. will think I'm from New York City. Like
0: right, makes um, sense. Christine
1: and I went down to visit her brother who is currently living uh, in Arizona with his fiance um, as she goes to dental school, and they had a party there. And one of the people was talking to us, they're like, So you're from New York, huh? And we're like, Yeah. And they're like, Do you have do you have a car? I'm like, Yeah, I got a car. <laughs> I got a drive place. I don't live in the city, you know? And they just yeah, yeah. think
0: you're from the city, but I digress. Um, you're like, <laughs> Yeah, actually, New York is a massive state. Yeah, the city is yeah. just like its butthole. That's all. Exactly. The <laughs> That's the analogy for it.
1: Um So Rochester, uh, in particular, does not have a journeyman's license. Gotcha. So it's either master's license or nothing. Um, In the union in particular, and I could be wrong here because I'm non-union, they have a single phase license and a three phase license.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: But there's no journeyman's license here and you can contract work anywhere outside of the city limits of Rochester. Without a license.
0: Huh. All right.
1: So like I can do side work at people's houses as long as it's not in downtown Rochester and I can get permits. I can get it inspected. I can do everything as it's supposed to be done. Really? Um, But as soon as I'm in the city of Rochester, you need to do your work under a master's
0: license. So, so, you know, the thing that's, that's super interesting. It's it's interesting to hear how different places go about it. Sometimes you're just like, what, why would they do it that way? But, um, I mean, it sucks because it, it doesn't give you that stepping stone
1: of like, I have my journeyman's license. Therefore I am this much more valuable than somebody who doesn't.
0: It does that. It is hard because then if you have to make that lateral move before you've got enough time in to sit for your masters, you kind of have to, I mean, even if you have your journeyman's, you've got to prove yourself. But I think that, um, I think there's, it's more so if you don't, if you don't have any piece of uh certificate any certification that says, hey, this person has passed this thing and understands these things, you have to prove yourself somewhat more. Um, and it's it's challenging. That's yeah, interesting. Like I
1: know some companies around here will have like aptitude tests yeah. that they give you, um, just so that they know where you're at, so yeah. to speak. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's tough, man, because you do get a lot of uh contest between people and there's really no bar that's as far as what you know and what you don't it's either you're in possession of a master's license or you're not
0: huh interesting you know when i used to do side work my main concern was um was liability and a friend of mine friend of mine works in the um the drone he well he's a film like he's a ad guy makes uh makes small ads for for companies and um they have a big drone compartment of the company. And uh he was telling me there was this drone, there was, there was this insurance that was created for drone pilots. And the idea was: if you're a drone pilot, you don't need insurance all the time. You just need insurance when you're flying your drone. And so the insurance company started, they were called Verafly. And it was, that was the idea. You could you could buy insurance for the time you're working. And they started. They started to. They changed the name to Thimble. So I believe there's still a company. There's a company called Thimble, and there's an app, and you can you can sign up as a contractor, and you can if you've got a side job that you're going to do on Saturday from eight to ten, you just sign up on Thimble, and you purchase a million dollar policy from eight to ten on Friday, and it's like seven bucks, and. It's all written up and everything, and you are you are covered insurance wise for those two hours while you're doing that job. And so I don't know its reputability or or what the experience has been for people who have gotten into situations where they were liable for something, but um I know that that's an option and that, that I, I, I used it when I did side work. I never came into a conflict where I had to lean on it, but I you know, it's worth a shot. Yeah.
1: Now is that a national thing? Like yeah. I could get it.
0: You could it? get it. You just go to. Um, I think there's still a. Um, I think Thimble is still a thing. Let me see. Um, awesome. Yeah, it, because uh, I steer
1: away from doing a lot of side work. Uh, because of that reason, you know, like you never know who you can trust. So I stick my right. side work with literally just like close friends, family, yeah. right. family of friends, and you know, that's it.
0: But at the same time, like this. Oh, perfect. Bimble insurance. Look at that insurance awesome. when you need it. Insurance that works when you do. You should <laughs> get royalties from them for this. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, check it out though. If you're doing side work, it might not be a bad idea. To... Oh. It's like six, seven bucks per, like it's, it's pretty cheap. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, no, yeah. it's a good idea. Um, And you know that th- this summer, like I did so much side work, um, that it became overwhelming. It was at that point that we were talking about earlier, where your body's yeah. just kind of like, take good a step you. back, yeah, relax a little bit. So like the winter's been good, because I haven't been doing any. Good. Um, I helped out uh, a guy that I know through work with. It's funny, because being an electrician, um, and doing residential work and stuff, I had to do a side job that required zero electrical knowledge. The only qualification was that I've been in a crawl space and know how to maneuver in a crawl space. That's a
0: marketable skill, man. That goes on the resume.
1: Right in the devil's bunghole.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's something. New. That's a resume builder right there. Okay. Yeah. In tight, dirty spaces.
1: Yep. That's <laughs> well, That was the thing. Huzzah his venting for his, uh, bathroom fan. It was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. Um, and I haven't seen much, so this might not be as abnormal as I think, but his bathroom fan was hard piped with PVC straight up through, um, his roof It went through the crawl space, straight up to the roof. Okay. Um, I go up in the crawl space, the entire crawl space is spray foam insulated like that, that yeah. can stuff. Oh, wow. That's like a real brittle foam. Yeah. And he was getting water leaking down the pipe Ugh. and it was water logging his, his hard lid in his bathroom. Jesus. So he's like, uh, do you know anybody that goes in crawl spaces? I'm like, ah, I can check it out for you. But it was good yeah. seeing that spray foam stuff. Cause I was like, all right. Put it on the list. I'm going to get three cans of that spray foam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it comes in handy for sure.
0: Yeah, I've had uh, I've had people when since we've started our company, I've had people ask me, the owner of the company, if we do side work. Which you <laughs> laugh out loud. I was like, you, are you asking if are you asking if I'll if I will short change my own company? <laughs> Like you're asking that with a, you're not joking. That's, <laughs> that's good. That's hilarious. Yeah, sure. Fuck them. Fuck those guys. I'll do it. Yeah, man. Give me it. You in mean cash you pay
1: under the you table?
0: Mean, you mean you'll pay me less than you would pay me? Then yeah, I'm in. Sounds great. I can't wait How to make less money doing own? the same thing.
1: My gosh, that's hilarious. It's so it's wild. Yeah. Um. Before. You started the company. Were you still doing residential for a different company? Or were yeah. you so
0: yeah. So I worked okay. for two, I worked for um I worked for two electrical contract companies, both small companies, um, and both did residential and commercial. Um oh, okay. so I've, I've had a bit of I've had a bit of experience in both. Um I like elements of both. Um with our company we stick with Lumen Brothers, we stick with residential for a number of reasons. Um but primarily because we're in an old a really old town and the the thing i don't i love i love a good commercial tenant fit out new rough in I, i love that kind of work um but when you have residential clients you end up getting service calls a lot and the the real trick it's similar to when you do residential and you're working with a landlord it's like the difference between the person when the person who owns the place doesn't live in the place that's challenging because you've always got this disconnect between the people who own, who who work, who work, live and operate in the place who want things to work and the person who owns the place who wants to do the bare minimum to make things work and uh you find yourself in a lot of those situations um and in an old historic city like this it almost always means i am in like a major switch gear that's like a like 50 years old and i'm like god damn it what am i doing here like <laughs> You know every time every time I'm like i don't want to do commercial anymore i just want to do residential yeah, yeah. oh i can
1: imagine yeah. um and it's nice too with with residential stuff i would imagine that it's a lot of um y- you rely on a lot less advertising a lot less marketing yeah. it's more word of mouth you know you go yeah, to yeah. somebody's house and you have a good relationship yeah. with the person who you're doing it's work helping. for. Yep. Hey, Do you know any electricians? Yeah, I do. I got this guy Doug over at Lumen Brothers. He's awesome. Yeah.
0: It's true. Yeah, and we live we live in a town where um, Josh and I both Josh grew up out here. And um, when I when I first moved to this town, I worked at like the central uh, cafe uh, cultural hub, and so I just kind of met tons of people. And so we just have a lot of people in town anyway. Um, so it bodes well. Um, we we're and we're so small that we don't advertise we um we have to we just closed our books again um at least for a couple weeks um because we just can't the volume that comes in once the book's open is just like okay let's let's go quote a bunch of these jobs and set up the calendar for the next month and a half but after that i mean it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to keep yeah you got to have wiggle room you've got to have days where you can float and and it's been tricky to get the hang of that but um
1: i don't know it's got to be good, though. I mean, it kind of goes back to what you and Garrett were talking about. Um, uh, God, it must have been a year or so ago when you guys maybe two at
0: this point, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, you guys were talking about how you don't necessarily need that big scale in order to to make stuff work. You know, you yeah. can have a two person company that yeah. doesn't have a lot of overhead, and you can make a good living on that. Yeah.
0: You know? And we, Josh, and I had that. Disc- right. We had a conversation this week because we're both kind of hitting that point. We're two years in, and we're like, okay. What's, what's the move? Are we, what's the plan? Are we, you know, are we going, are we, do we grow? Do we not grow? It's a, it's a really tricky one because I think you can get yourself in a tricky situation where you have to ask yourself, what's the end result and is it worth it? Like is, and this is for everybody and everybody's different, but like, you know, is my end goal to make money hand over fist? If that's the end goal, then I proceed this way. Um, But we both are more like, we we like we love where we live we love who we work for there's a there's a, the main the main catch for me is can i free myself up a little more and 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 that could be beneficial for the business if i free myself up from being in the field all the time i can help you know josh and i both can help grow the business in other ways but in order to do that it takes investment and it takes capital and so we're you know we keep talking we're hesitant part of us feels like maybe we just we really like where we're at now you know it's like do we just stay a two-man company with an apprentice or two and we i don't know we'll see man
1: right balance right
0: yeah 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 but it's got to be the trick the trick is i think i've gotten into into plenty of situations in my life where i wanted something and the thing that i wanted i did not I had not vetted out. I had not thought out well. Like I give you an example. Stand-up comedy was an epic example. I wanted to be a stand-up more than anything. I wanted to perform in the clubs. I wanted to perform in more than anything. And then I did. And then when I was doing that, I was so unhappy and I didn't know why. Like I had this major meltdown like when I was like 27, 28, where I was just like, none of this, I'm I'm seeing success, but I couldn't be less happy. Why? And the truth is you have to look at you have to look at what the outcome is of of your actions. So, like, yeah, if you want to be a comedian, you have to know that for the next twenty to maybe thirty years of your life, you're going to be lonely, and, and on the road, and probably really poor, and you, it's a grind. And so, even when you're having success, you you got to grind. And so, that that hit that wall hit real hard. Where I was just like, this just isn't. I don't want to be up all night. I don't want to be, you know, I had a, I had a kid when I was 21 years old, you know, I had some, I was a father and it's like, I just, it's not working. And that was a real eye opener for me. Cause it's like, well, I always felt like I, that this is the one thing I was really designed to do is talk to a room full of people. Um, <laughs> but it has to be, I have to find another way because this way isn't healthy for me. It's not working. And so I'm really happy that through, all of the avenues i have taken, it's leading me consistently back to these outlets for communicating. Because I think that's where I really have probably the most impact in my life. Probably.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. It's, it's impacted a lot of people. I Um, hope so, man. Even as small as, as the Instagram community. Yeah, man. Some people, it really does. It bodes well for you in particular,
0: Uh, um, seems like. I hope so. I I want to, yeah, I just want to like, I keep revisiting. Like anytime you do anything creative, as you know, you'll get to the point where you like are like, um, what am I doing this for? It was the same with standup where you're like, is this just about me? Like, am I just doing this for me? Like, I, I can't do that. <laughs> like I can't, you know what I mean? Like, cause it, it is anything creative. Any, if you're a creative type, you, you struggle with that balance between, your selfishness for your passion because it does require it does require a level of selfishness to be Mm -hmm. to be to pursue a passion requires commitment and sacrifice and that doesn't just mean for you that means for the people who care about you they have Mm -hmm. to believe in you they are going to sacrifice you know um and so i don't know man it's it's a you you have to really you have to really want it you have to know where you stand and what you're, what you're trying to do. But um, yeah, it's all balance and it's, a, that's a hard thing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. But you get, you get there and you find yeah. your way. And then once you're yeah. there, you, you, you develop a rhythm for it, you know? And yeah, I think so. That's, yeah. But that's I, I the think about it, when you, you actually get to experience the fruits of your labor. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I think that coming, you know, making it about um, like with the podcast, I just want to talk to all of you guys and get your take on, on every, you know, it's like, for me, it's, it's beneficial to, um, I don't know, kind of extend that and offer a platform for everybody to kind of share their story of like, why you do, why you're doing it. What got you in it? What do you like about it? And that just kind of keeps me, keeps a fire burning in me to be like, yeah, man, I'm I'm going to. Mm-hmm. It's accountability, you know, with this community. It's like, you know, you can't, you can't fake, you can't post something with any violation in it. You, you can't, you're not going to get away with that shit. This community, <laughs> there's no, <laughs> no way, you know, you can't post something with a lay, you miss one thing and everybody's going to be like, Hey man, you got that hey. bonding, bonding screws in there, you know? like <laughs> Yeah. For the people, for the people who will listen to this
1: podcast and be like, yo, let me check this fan guy out. Yeah. If you look at my profile, you wouldn't know that I was an electrician, and it's because right. of that reason alone. That's like, right. That's I'm still right. learning every single day, and mm-hmm. like, I am way too self conscious of of those types of things. You know, I always yeah. think like, well, I'll post this, you know, panel that I dressed or whatever,
0: but there's going to be some turd out there who's <laughs> going to be like,
1: oh, you should have done this, or why didn't you do this?
0: <laughs> Nothing makes an electrician happier. Nothing makes an electrician happier than pointing out something somebody did less. <laughs> good then they did it it's uh, across the board we love
1: oh we're, we're we're all like rappers man we're the best at what we do, <laughs> and no do
0: it's true my uh my business partner josh is the same as you where he's very cautious about like when i first when we first started working together you know i here's me coming from left field not i am sharing everything to where Josh is like, I'm not putting that up there. You kidding me? Like they'll eat you a lot. So I've, I, he has taught me a lot about like reservation. I'm I'm not a reserved guy. Um, but it, I don't, but I find value in it. And I, it's nice to surround myself with people who are, are that way because my wife is like that. She's very reserved, like in certain respects. And so I watch that and I'm like, okay, she's all right. Maybe she's onto something there. Maybe I, or with Josh is like hey, Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. I should think about that oh, yeah. one before. Yeah. It's, it's not, that's not a bad thing
1: yeah you gotta find the balance between transparency and and reservation, you know yeah, like right. yes yeah. especially as a company owner, I would imagine yeah. that your customers like to see like, hey, this guy's confident in what he does yeah. so right like, yeah absolutely but at the yeah same time. it's
0: and it's a tricky balance too because the podcast and the and the company, even though they're they're different entities, they're you know i'm I'm the same person, and so um the you know the content here can translate there because people who find that can find this. And so it's just interesting, man. It's like, you know, everything depends on what you're trying to do, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, man. What are you doing with the rest of your weekend?
1: Uh, well, now that the bills are no longer playing football, mm. um, I'm going to have an exciting weekend of painting my living room. Oh, all right. Um, so when I, I had mentioned at the beginning, I, I got COVID last week. Uh, um, the first day of being home, I got the at home tests and tested negative on okay. them. Um, so I was like, all right, like I'll mask up. I'm home from work for the day. So let me mask up and let me go to home Depot and get a couple of can lights to put in my living room. Cause yeah. our house was built in the fifties. They have switched receptacles on the wall. Yep. Um, just have floor lamps, you know, and yep. sometimes it's a little dark. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I was like let me get some can lights so I put those in but uh it really became evident how much of a commercial electrician I am when I
0: uh <laughs> <You> <laughs> run an <laughs> MC in your house.
1: So I uh I had to patch a hole in the wall where I thought I was going to be able to put a switch. Uh... Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> it was a mess. So now yeah. uh it, it created a whole nother project because I was like, you know, I'll just put these lights in no problem. Yeah. Um and now I have a a patched spot on the wall which turned into Hey, you want to paint the living room a different color? I got to yep. buy paint anyway. Might as well. Yeah, while we're at it. <laughs> so I'm going to be doing some painting today. That's cool. Um, but yeah, man, just kind of getting ready for for the work week. Yes. Um Yeah. Finishing up on a on a job that we've been at for the past couple weeks here, so we'll cool. be good to get out of there. Is it a commercial project? Yep. Yeah, yeah. so it's actually a uh it's a lab that tests um clear film that they put on windows of uh u.s army vehicles whoa a lot of like light refraction and and lasers and stuff like that so they've expanded and uh our company got contracted to to do all the power
0: so So you're doing kind of rough and rough and stuff
1: yeah so we've been doing uh you know regular 120 receptacles and uh, a couple specialty plugs you know 240 twist locks and cord drops and stuff like that. But yeah, just standard commercial work, wiring
0: up troffers and sounds like fun. Oh, it's a blast. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, I yeah. really appreciate your time, man. I'm I'm happy to uh to know you and have you in the community and be able to reach out to you and and, you know, chat, compare notes. Um I appreciate you taking the time, man. Thank you anytime and uh
1: you know that goes for really anyone in the community if anybody just wants to shoot the shit like i'm usually pretty available um and and i'll say this too like we really do need to preach how good of a community the electrical community is because they're very very low interest in the trades um it seems like and i I'd love for that to be greater because if I had started as an electrician, when I graduated high school at 18 years old, I'd be doing so much better now. <laughs> yep. You know, the retail was good. It, it helped hone in my social skills a little bit. Cause I was so shy all the time when I was
0: younger. Um, but. Dude, it's funny if- though, it's funny though, how that gets lumped into like just the concept of a job, you know, mm-hmm. when you're young and it's like, well, Time to get a job. What do you do? Well, I guess I'll go to McDonald's to try burger. Can you think about well, maybe I'll work at a retail shop. It's it's funny that, like, you know, it's not as prevalent to say, well, maybe I'll apprentice as an electrician. Maybe I'll see yeah. if there's a company who's looking for somebody who wants to learn something. Um, I wonder why.
1: Yeah. I think uh, well, this is gonna make me sound like a crotchy old man, but I think nowadays it's more of people uh, not wanting to get their hands dirty, you it know? And yeah, it could be. And that's okay. Like I'm pretty clean at the end of the day. Like, yeah. don't be scared. It's okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wonder, man. I wonder what it is. You know, it's, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but, um, I'm always well, I know excited to meet somebody that is interested.
1: Yeah. I know growing up for me, it was a lot of, um, the, the negative connotations that go along with construction and like, that yeah. sucks because yeah. I've met some of the most down to earth, yeah. kind people in the trades and
0: yeah, I I, well. I, I, yeah, I, I, I connect more with, you know, the average person for sure. I, you know, that mit, that conception of trades people, when you, when you own a company, you, I, th- I think I've seen it more since we started a company where there's this, like, cause we do get beat up on our prices from time to time. I think anybody who's putting prices out there, gets beat up from time to time. people, have no bones about being like, Oh man, you know, you can't, you can't do that cheaper. And typically I, I had a guy recently beat me up in front of me, kind of bitching about my prices to the person next to him, driving a very nice car and a nicer <laughs> car than I have. And so, and so you, you do wonder like, so let me get this straight. It's okay for you to make enough money to have that car doing whatever it is that you do. But me, I'm not, I do not deserve to make enough money to live a good life too. It's because I'm a blue collar tradesperson that you think that it's interesting to me, but you need me, Yeah. but you need me right. to do this. You don't That's know how to do I it. Mean. Yeah. So it's just interesting that, you know, Josh and I talk about it a lot too. You do get that. Like, I think I've even said this on the podcast. I had a woman once when I was first starting who, um, maybe two two three years in and uh got to her house and my my friend and i are we picked up a couple of bottled waters but it's like a san Pellegrino bottled water with like a fizzy water and the woman at the house said yeah pinky's out dude the woman at the house said oh I don't know if i want my electrician drinking Pellegrino and she said it out loud to me like you don't what you don't want wait a I didn't know you had a. I didn't know you had a vote on my beverage consumption to start. You will like, drink Crystal Springs water. Yeah.
1: What does well, that say? Though? What
0: does that say? It, like she just said to me out loud, because you're a tradesperson, you shouldn't get to afford the what nine more cents it would cost for a carbonated water versus. A, it just was like, wow, damn, that's harsh, lady. Make sure I poop, make sure I poop in here before I leave.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're only gonna you're only gonna use one ply toilet paper when That's you go. A,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a fact. It's a painful fact. My butthole knows it too well. Oh yes. Well, on that note. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good talking
1: to you, man. Yeah. Um, good to you too. I hope we can do this again soon. Yeah. And good luck on your
0: masters, man. I'll be rooting for you. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'll, it'll be good. We'll do good. <laughs> Got it. <All> <laughs> All right, thanks for being on, man. Enjoy the weekend. Cheers, man. Cheers. All right. So that was my conversation with my friend, Than. You can check him out on Instagram, at ThanTastical. Um, yeah, go check him out. Follow him. Show him some support. That's about it, man. Than, I want to really uh, thank you for your time and uh, your perspective. I really appreciate it. Uh, for those of you out there that find it hard to balance uh, what, you, uh, what you're passionate about with your life, uh, hopefully you got something from this. Um, if you've got other ideas, um, if there are things that work for you, you know, shoot me a message. Uh, you can message me on my Instagram uh, channel at Modern Electrician. Um, let me know what works for you. You know, um, what what has really stood out to you is something that helps you really focus on one thing and, and balance the rest. Always interested to learn something new. Uh, so I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast. Hope you're getting something out of it. Um, until next week, got a great interview that I hope uh, I can wrangle for next week that I'm, I'm really interested and excited to share with you guys. Got some really good ones coming up, uh, diving further and further into the world of all you uh, different trade people out there, and I love it. Uh, so anyway, keep doing what you're doing, be safe, do good work. We'll see you next time.